2: going on it's your boy molly maul and i'm this week's guest on the kicks and shit show make sure you check it out
3: what's good everybody we are back it's your boy Gerard and your girl Gabby, episode fifty-seven of the Kicks and Shit Show. Bah, 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 bah. Quick one today. Wow, we are
1: back with the horns.
0: Back with I the like
3: horns. This
1: voiceover treatment that you gave yeah. the, the mm-hmm. intro, mm-hmm. kind of a vibe.
3: Yeah, listen, I I I do what I can. Speaking of vibes, <laughs> <laughs> let's see what I did there, Gabby. I see what you did there. You are in the desert streets. So let me know what's 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 popping out there in those desert streets besides heat.
1: Well, let me tell you, these are very different streets. I'm sure you can tell by the uh, the, the sexiness of my voice that I'm putting out there. This is not crazy sexy cool cop podcast. This is actually the kick and shit show, folks. Um, but this dry air, your girl isn't used to it. It's only the dry air. That's all I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Because you know what they say about Vegas, baby. What happens in Vegas, so
3: stays in Vegas. Now listen, folks. Uh, she's made me privy to like. Maybe like one one hundredth of the stories that are actually happening in Vegas. Um, this is how rumors get started,
1: This is how rumors get started. I am a really nice girl. I come from a good family. Who's,
3: who's, wait, 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 wait. Who, who said you didn't? <laughs> Ooh, nobody said nothing like, like that. I will say, Gabby may or may not have been partying with a famous DJ. That may or may not have happened. Maybe.
1: That may or may not be real instead of fake news. But uh, I will say if you have not experienced the DJ culture in Vegas, something to do at some point in your life, because it's like nowhere else, right? Like at least not in the U S and I think, you know, your girl hasn't been outside in a minute. I'd like to think I can hang, but you know, first night here, we are supposed to have like a low key kind of night. When that phone rings, you answer the call, you know, and things change, and Mm. what a time to be alive. But let me tell you, the the biggest culture shock that I think that I have had is being around as many people, and I know I talked about when I was at the playoff games at the Garden, that was an enclosed space. This has been consistent, and like, Mm. I think people don't know how to act. We (laughs) drove by someone who was, I thought very, um, might have hurt himself walking down the street on the sidewalk, and then all of a sudden he pulls out flip-flops to put under his head and curls up to take a nap, and I was like, this is where we're at, folks. Or I walked by this man in a beautiful tutu because, you know, what a time to be alive. Of course, And it looked like he was on the phone. Oh, no, he was not on the phone. He was just loudly having a conversation with himself that seemed like he was on the phone. Mm. And, you know, like, these are things that normally, especially as a New Yorker, wouldn't really faze me. But, like, this is not happening in the streets of Hoboken (laughs) inside of my apartment. So, and I think the biggest shock was, is it okay to wear a mask? Is it not? I mean, it, that in mm. itself is a very strange thing, right? Like mm. I see all these memes online that you're like, "Oh, you can." The people that you're seeing inside without uh, masks on are vaccinated and liars. You <laughs> know, because you never really know. Like, no one's asking me for my my vax card when I'm going into the hotels or right. at the pools. So. Right. It's it's been like a weird transition, almost mm. like relearning into society. And let me tell you, people people have no spatial awareness anymore. I've been knocked into, walked into. I've even said stuff, and some lady was like, "What did I step on?" And the, her daughter goes, "You stepped on that woman's foot. That was right there, mom." <laughs> the one who I said, "Watch out for the lady," and I'm like, You're "Right, I am a lady."
3: Watch you. watch I'm, out for the lady. <laughs>
1: It's just it's it's wild to me and I feel like that that's the biggest adjustment. But it's also very as someone who loves people watching and that's mm. one of the best things about Vegas mm-hmm. welcome to the shit show. These feats have been in the
0: streets <laughs> and she was
1: able to wear Jordans at a club, which oh. let me tell you, you know, your girl was very worried that she was gonna have to wear heels for an entire night. And
3: you said, Nah, I got this. Exactly. Mm, see, I like that. My
1: point is, be you, everybody. Always be your best self. Wear your jays to the club. You know, the
3: enjoy your life. <laughs> the
1: but club. uh, in terms of Vegas, you know what they say. Yes. So Gerard, what's yes. going on in the streets? Well,
3: you? nothing quite as fascinating as what's happening in Las Vegas. uh A whole lot of NBA playoffs happening in these streets. um yeah. You know, it, it is incredible how the playoffs change on a dime, right? Like you know on a monday you're like oh you're certain about this this is gonna happen this is gonna happen by the end of the week yeah that's not what i said right it's the complete opposite um and that's one of the things that makes sports so enjoyable right is that it's still the last sort of live action drama that you have no idea how it's going to unfold you think you do right you make these predictions like oh we think team x will beat team y because of xyz and sure you might even have reason reasoned opinions about why that is but then things happen Unfortunately, in this season, injuries happen, right? And it's it's unfortunate, right? But that does often decide title races when you're all going for that one goal ball at the end. And um, it's been interesting. So I've been busy doing that. Um, And, you know, the playoffs are, of course, devoid of one LeBron James, who is still, of course, making news uh, because his movie, Space Jam 2, due out in July, I think. Oh, July, God.
1: but I thought you were going to talk about a different reason that LeBron has been making news, oh, you know? Oh, for changing his because number? <laughs> our man's LeBron, you know, <laughs> feels some kind of way, which I get it, you know, but I don't want to, I just like, he's accomplished so much. Why are you going to make announcements like this now in the middle of the playoffs? I, just, I would love your POV on that one, Gerard. Like,
0: <laughs> I, look,
3: it's, it's, this is... Those of us, those of you who know and follow my work on other b- basketball platforms, this is just LeBron James' propaganda season, okay? He's not in the playoffs. So it's like, all right, how do I stay relevant in the news? Ah, let me talk about my number change. I'm going back to six, like when I was a prime player in Miami, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, all right, dude, we get it. All good, man. You're, you're, you're one of the goats, no problem. One of the three greatest players of all time might be the greatest of all time. No need for all this excitement. Like, just none. Anyway, <laughs> moving on to why I brought him up in the first place, that, oh, that the cartoon movie's coming out, which, of course, I will not be seeing. However, <laughs> there was a collection of clothes, of, of apparel and sneakers that got released around it, or at least the, the images were shown online. Teachers, and, yeah. And you, as a original Space Jam fan, I wanted to know what your thoughts were on the apparel, the sneakers, and the Air Force One, the Lola Bunnies. Like, what do, what do you think about all those things that are coming out?
1: I actually, I love the colors and the color usage in the LeBron pair more mm. than I like the Air Force Ones. Okay. I feel like, Air Force One's cute. I know it's a generational shoe. Eh, yeah, that yeah. might be part of the collection, but you know, I think they did a really good job with it. It's like a new, fresh take. I love the Toon Squad jersey, of course. I feel like that's a must cop. If you know anyone over at Jordan Brand or Nike that will allow you to take a W on this collection, I think this is gonna be another hard to get your hands on mm-hmm. type vibe, but. Mm-hmm. Gerard, mm. I have to say, though, mm. if I invited you to come see Space Jam with me in July, you would politely <laughs> decline, even if I paid for your ticket because I'm a gentleman? Uh,
3: <laughs> I would politely decline, and it wouldn't be about you spending time with you. It is the principle of the movie. However, as I did say on uh, on my picks and props uh, gambling show that I do that's, that's odd, odd on Wednesdays, <laughs> If, of course, somebody from Warner Brothers or one of the amazing people want to give us premiere passes with some like extra stuff, well, by all means, I will then, of course, go to that, and I will happily bring you. But to actually just oh, go, it, be,
1: you would bring me over, Jenna.
3: Well, I mean, then I have to ask for two tickets because then she <laughs> might get mad. Then she might get mad. I, I, now, this is also how rumors <laughs> get
1: started.
3: Then I, then I have to get, then I have to get two passes. But for us to just go, like, like. Because if that's what two hours, I don't know who cares how long the movie is, but it would be. I'd rather spend two hours with you not doing that. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's go that have dinner. Let's go. That's the
1: thing you've ever said to me, Gerard. I know.
3: Don't don't listen. Don't get don't get used to it. I'm a record, go. You
1: want to spend two hours with me?
3: Hugh, delete that. Um... <laughs> but yeah, that you know, whatever. It's whatever. <laughs> I just.
1: What do you think of the collection, though?
3: I I will say. I do love how Nike and Jordan Brand have launched all the things around it. I do think that is cool, right? Um, And it's interesting, our guest later on, um, we're going to ask him about this. I I do wonder, you know, how is it that kids nowadays perceive it? Because really, it's a cartoon movie, right? And my buddy, Jamal Murphy writes The Undefeated. I do a lot of different shows with him. He's taking uh, his his sons to see it. And he's already shown them the original Space Jam. So they're like, oh, yeah, we definitely want to see this. Uh, Dexter's got a daughter. She knows LeBron. She's like, "Oh yeah, De- we can go see that LeBron movie." So, you know, but I wonder because Looney Tunes, like we bugs and oh, we know those from like when we were young. Like I, I feel like
1: other shoes, you know, co- like that was a vibe. For of
3: us, course, totally. but they, you know, they're not as omnipresent as they were in kids' culture now as they were back then. So I always wonder, you know, how do kids connect and relate? And really, it's really about the parents. If the parents are nostalgic about it, they show the videos or whatever to the kids. And the yeah. kids are like, oh, this is interesting. And that's how they get into it.
1: I agree. I mean, I just, I'm so excited. I think it's going to be very interesting are. from a compare and contrast. I feel like we talk about Spaceship way too much. Are you are you—are
3: you taking notes? You're going to have like a whole, I bet you, we might, you might do a whole segment like just doing like a review of the movie.
1: I mean, nothing would make me happy. Yeah. <laughs> <to be honest.
3: laughs> Toon Squad, Goon Squad, all sorts of craziness is happening. I don't even know. I don't even know. The vibe in these
1: Toon Squad streets, that. Absolutely. Toon Squad, what are we even talking about? Oh my God. I'm going to give this five out of five stars. You know what I'm saying?
3: So wow. Okay, Both, let's go. The, the puns are already rolling and the movie ain't even out yet. Let me look at it like this. If the movie is on par with those puns, yikes. <laughs> wow, I got a yikes? Yikes. <laughs>
1: yikes.
3: Damn, yikes. <laughs> Listen. On that note, uh, I'm uh, um, yesterday. <laughs> on that note, folks, stay tuned because coming up next, we do have someone who is a sneaker influencer connoisseur. Kind of uh, he's a content creator in the podcasting space as well, and uh, we really think you're going to enjoy hearing from this young man. So stay tuned. What's good, everybody? We are back. Gabby, we're not alone. We are joined by sneaker connoisseur, uh, Instagram influencer, sneakerhead all of the above uh jamal stanton aka molly Mall. now before he will lose their minds not that molly Mall <laughs> <laughs> of, of, of the hip-hop production fame uh this is sneakerhead molly Mall. how are you doing man
2: hashtag real molly Mall in the building what's going on
3: <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if you were like yo let me actually get that name like for real how much would it cost like you know like, to, to, like you could never use his name ever again like If you went to him and was like, look, or if he came to you and was like, nah, you got to get, you got to come off that name. If you get, what do you, what would he have to offer you money-wise? you would be like, all right, I'll come off this name.
1: Or speaker-wise. (laughs)
2: Speaker-wise? Oh, man, that's a tough question. I don't know. I never even thought of it like that. Like, our names are spelled differently. That's true. It's very, very similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, you know, I've got two A's at the end of mine. He's got one. That's true. That's true. See, that, that's the differentiator,
3: so that's why it's he's subtle like, difference. he's like, I got it, don't worry, I'm good. Right. <laughs> anyway, man, we're so glad to have you on. You know, I want to start from the beginning, this is where I start with everybody, and you know, shouts to uh, Brown Sugar, when did you fall in love with sneakers? <laughs> <laughs> Hit it with the snarlation. Exactly.
2: So for me, like, I'm an 80s baby, and 90s kid, so it really just stemmed around basketball, um I remember coming up i was hooping in grand hills iversons stack houses those were the shoes that uh, i was hooping in the most and you know cross trainers nikes things of that nature uh but i wasn't really collecting i was i was wearing my shoes i was beating them to the to the ground uh you know s- still had to scrub jays with a toothbrush <laughs> <laughs> uh, keeping them clean you know what i'm saying because they were they were hybrid it's like all right these are my my school kicks and my ball kicks my all-purpose mm-hmm. uh so we had to keep them fresh um but that's that's really the genesis man it just all stemmed around basketball and hoops
3: i love it and, w- and when you said about the using the toothbrush to keep your jays clean where your parents like how most parents were listen when i buy you this one pair of shoes for x amount of time this is it you scuff them up i'm not buying you a new one in two weeks
2: yeah i i, I kept my kicks in pristine <laughs> condition even back then so like I, I had pairs that i would primarily wear for school when those got a little beat up then those became like the ball kicks and then. You know, when those were done, you had to discard them. But I tried to have, like, a rotation. There was a method to the madness. Mm-hmm. Every now and then, I remember, like, I got the stack houses and mm-hmm. I wore them to school. Those were supposed to be my school kicks. But then I hooped in them right after. They had a limited shelf life. Let's put it <laughs> that way. <laughs> and mom wasn't too happy, and I just had to i had to make it work. So, yeah, yeah. remember, they used to have, like, the um the, that whiteout stuff? Yep, yep. To, yep, the shoe polish and all yep. that stuff. So, you got a heavy dose of that. We tried to make those last as long as possible. I was I was so happy when I was able to get my new pair, though.
3: It's so funny, right, when you're a kid. I mean, you don't even think about it, but, man, your shoes get beat to death, right? Because, like, obviously, as an adult, like, you wear all different kinds of shoes, right? Like, doing what your office setting is, what you're doing for work, whatever. But as a kid, you pretty much wore sneakers all 24-7, right? Those joints would get tattered. And in a few months, you'd be like, yeah, these ain't looking so great. Um, You mentioned basketball, Um, what were the first basketball shoes that you were like, yo, these are the ones?
2: Um, I would say the one that really got that that emotion on me was Iverson. Like, I absolutely loved Iverson. So I remember him in Georgetown. He had Mm -hmm. you know the Elevens. Um, he made me like a hybrid Sixers fans. I'm a Knicks fan, but I was like (laughs) heavy into AI and Stackhouse UNC. There it is. (laughs) Um, so like that combination together, like any and everything that he wore like I was on it I had cornrows back in high school like <laughs> it was it was for real it, it I'm, was, dra- it, I'm drawing i3s on my notebook <laughs> <laughs> it,
3: it was a vibe right no iverson was, was such a vibe for many people so you mentioned stackhouse obviously you mentioned ai at georgetown so I mean you had to be in the nikes and jordans I mean that had to be like you know you had to look through so uh what was the first pair of jays you ever got
2: first pair of jays were actually jordan ones mm. um back when you could just go to the mall and be like oh i like these let me pop yeah. these so, yeah
3: i mean can't do that now
2: <laughs> <laughs> nah man if you tell that story now people don't even believe you They're like no <laughs> that's equivalent to walking 15 miles in the snow to go to school, right so U- uphill both ways <laughs> exactly exactly uh but that was it like it was just a random saturday at the mall and um i picked up these jays i was like all right cool like i like this um, I had a friend that worked at foot action, so I became part of that Saturday routine and uh she was hooking it up. You know, I said I got the employee discount, so I was mm-hmm. just getting J after J after J. Uh and shorts. I used to have like that was my thing, I'd buy a fresh pair of J's, fresh pair of basketball shorts. So uh, in my closets I've got way too many shorts and things that don't fit. <laughs> I was gonna you we know, say- talk about a totally different era. We're talking about like double X. I was gonna like, say you were a double triple <laughs> X. Oh, yeah i'm not i'm not ashamed to admit it i've got some double x and probably even a triple x somewhere deep, deep dark that's down in five, the closet it was it was there was a recent post they were talking about the inseam. uh they had like the same bonaventure shorts that mm-hmm. were like down to old boy's knees yep, yep. it was was it tj i forgot it was another tj ford one uh that was like as it was the bucks i want to say yes and that yes. was like damn near down to his ankles and they had a jordan which was like a little above the knee and like the hornacex stockton joints but you know, I was wearing. Um, that was that was the vibe back then. So they were definitely past knees with extra extra room to fit another person. <laughs> Brother, two people probably. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. <laughs> you know, I I think those out now. I try to put them on. It's ridiculous. Like fit a family. <laughs>
3: Oh, by the way, uh, rep, rep your shirt. Show the people. Look at that, man. Homie got his own personalized. I like I it. see you. I see not, you.
2: Not for resale, and I'm saying I don't need <laughs> JB coming after me or nothing. This is just a <laughs> personal use. You know what I'm saying one not one for resale, favorite. but one of one, exactly. I like you. It. Know, friends and family joint. <laughs> I
1: love it. I mean, so you talk a lot about basketball and growing up in the 90s, but being a Knicks fan, what Knicks inspired you? Because I didn't notice any Knicks players on that list.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, they didn't really have kicks like that. So, you had <laughs> your Hughings. Um, but for me, it was John Starks. Like, I absolutely love John Starks. Team Lightskin in the building. <laughs> um, <laughs> my mom, who really, she put the ball in my crib. She was a huge UNC fan, a big Knicks fan. She was a Yankee fan. So, like, all my sports fanatics, all of that comes from her. Um, but we were a big Knicks fan. Uh, we spent five years in Indiana. So, we had the whole Pacers rivalry thing going. Mm. Um you know, we went to Market Square Arena, the battle in Reggie, Mark Jackson, Rick Smiths, Davis brothers, all that. Uh, but for me it was it was definitely John Starks NBA you know, uh, NBA Jam, it was Ewing and Starks.
3: <laughs> I'm trying to think when I played NBA Jam and a I little Hubert Davis. I was, yeah, shouts to Hubert. I definitely did not ever play with the Knicks. I was like, man, Starks and freaking Patrick Ewing, nah, they whack. You know you, you know you know who's low not low key, you know who's high key nice in that game. The Jazz, yo, that's Dr. Malone combo was nasty. Yeah. It would i I'd be like, you know what, let me go ahead and just use these Jazz because
2: they ain't bad. Pay uh, Peyton and Kemp was a good combo. Well, that, that, that was, was another
3: good. yep, that was another oh, excellent combo. <laughs> Shout out to the Rain Man. He had some fresh kicks. Yeah, the Rain Man had some had some dope kicks back in the day. I am loving though the 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 connection with your mom; she was a UNT fan. So, as a Knicks fan, how do you how did you reconcile that? Because Jordan would come into that garden and rip your hearts out on the regular, but he was Team UNC. So, how would that all fly?
2: Listen, I had cousins, uncles, <laughs> friends. You know, like I'm from Jersey, and it seems like if you're not a Knicks fan, then you're you're a Bulls fan and a Cowboys fan. You fall into that bucket, and I would argue you never stepped foot in In any part of that soil So I don't understand how you're that kind of fan But um, I didn't like Jordan like that You know, it took a while As I matured and I got an appreciation For his game Um, I would say kind of a little bit of the turning point Was Space Jam (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, listen, that was a bit of a turning point I went with all my cousins My uncle was a huge Jordan and uh, Chicago Bulls fan So was my cousin So he took everybody to the theater to go see it Uh, So like that kind of made him a little bit more human and less of a uh evil nick killer (laughs) Um, so like as he's going against the sonics and the jazz to get those last couple chips like i'm I'm more of a jordan fan at that point uh but coming up as a kid like i (laughs) despise them
3: i love it it's so funny because so many of my friends so like the funny thing about kids is that, for the most part, kids are front runners, right, in terms of who they root for, when you really actually sit down and figure it out. So my first basketball memory was the 84 finals, right? So, like, I was like, yo, like, 85 finals, excuse me. So I was like, yo, Lakers, baby, like, Magic, that, that was my favorite player. That's my guy. I'm like, no-look passes? Like, I'm like, yeah, Lakers all the way in. And so that was, team was a fan of growing up. So, you know, when everybody's talking about Knicks or whatever, I'd be like, man, what you talking about, these Knicks? Like, what? <laughs>
1: Do they, still like that I, I was like,
3: they win they championships.
1: Like, I was like, I don't
3: understand what this, what this whole squad's about. No, uh, but it, it but wow. it, it's, it's the '70s. I mean, nobody on this podcast was alive the last time the won a championship. <laughs> right? Like, that's just you know. Had
1: to throw in there.
3: Listen, but Gabby, you know what? Real talk. Like as I, as I said to you, I, I'm giving your team all the props this year. Listen, the, the, the culture has rechanged, has set. Listen, good things are happening. Just don't get greedy now. Like good things are happening, let it build, and and it will happen. I do love the fact that you said Space Jam's your favorite movie, and Gabby T. Todd's ah, favorite movie. No, it is not, and I will never see that movie ever. Nor do I have any plans on seeing Space Jam Two. Are you going to see Space Jam Two?
2: Probably, just yeah. for nostalgia purposes. Okay. To- okay to check it out um have something to talk about it's going to be talked about on my on my, on my YouTube be. live show so okay. uh my kids are going to want to see it we've seen space jam right. uh, the original many okay. many times so they've seen the commercial dad we want to go see it all that so they, they're so ready definitely check it out
3: do they but do they does, does looney tunes represent or, or register with them or not really like when, we, when i was a kid you knew looney tunes your kids know looney tunes like that
2: yeah, to an extent. We watch a lot of old stuff, too, like okay. about
3: Scooby-Doo, okay. Tom and okay. Jerry. Like, okay. we,
2: It's not just all, like, the new things. So you
3: indoctrinate them. All right. And that's, I think, what you have to do, right? Like, as a parent, if your kids are going to know that stuff, you have to play it for them. Because they're not going to... Ain't no Looney Tunes on TV right now. Um, yeah. Speaking of Space Jam, what did you think of the Space Jam collection? All the shoes and apparel that came out?
2: Yeah, that was awesome. I wish I had all of my Space Jam stuff. Uh, it might be, like, in my grandmother's garage somewhere. Hopefully, <laughs> just preserved in pristine condition. <laughs> but chances are, uh, none of that stuff is gonna, you know, to the test of time. But I loved it. You know, um, again, my uncle was obsessed. So for like for Christmas, he got us all these collectors' items. We had like the Jordan Golf figurine, the three sport, you know, pack, um, the huge doll where you pull them to play some basketball, <laughs> like all of that stuff. Um, so no, it. I think. You know this time around like I'll put that stuff away for Space Jam too. It, if nothing else like I'll grab the Wheaties box and I'll grab mm-hmm. all that other stuff mm-hmm. and I'll put it in an area where I know it's at <laughs> um, <laughs> and preserve it I love it
1: I love that I mean I Gerard knows I have a uh, mixed feelings about the new uh, Space Jam for many reasons one being uh, our man's LeBron but no, you, know, the, you mean the, your
3: the, man's LeBron's because you hate LeBron James? It's fine. Everybody knows. You can just say it. It's cool. Like, I mean, it's like
1: everybody knows that you've never seen Space Jam. And that's I mean,
3: but next, yes, but and I stand by that, right? Like this is it's a now it's just out of spite. I'm never gonna see the damn thing. So I mean, just... that's how I feel about LeBron. I right? never thinking
1: about it. I have to be consistent. I, mean, I got to stick to my world. Got to stick to the bit exactly. Yeah. I, I totally agree, and I respect that level of sadness. I'm here for every second of it. Um. But yeah, I, I mean, I think just the New Jersey—if we can even get it, though, right? Like, why don't you? I know we talked about this when I did your show about the new uh, shopping and how sneaker mm. culture has evolved from the day that you can go buy Jays in stores. It's it literally to your point. It sounds like the Gilded Age. It's like a rumor mill. <laughs> you know, oh, I back in my day used to get Jordan ones in stores. You know, like do you think anyone's gonna be able to get their hands on the? Like the, the,
2: the, flesh? the, 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 the Roaring Twenties. Like we're like this
1: is 19- Really, <laughs> the Roaring
0: Twenties.
2: So if you're referring to the LeBron Space Jam's, you'll probably get early access for those, because that's how the universe works, right? It's like a sick joke with sneakers.
0: Yeah, you you would get
2: early access for that. You
3: exactly. that that you, that you don't want. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. They sent me the LeBron one through nines early access, and I was kind of like, no. <laughs> <He> said,
1: <laughs> man of my own heart, Zebron is not just yeah.
2: me. But well, I mean, forget about if
3: you like LeBron or not. It's about the shoe. Like my it, for if for me, it's. It doesn't matter about LeBron. It's I don't think the shoes really look good. That's my whole thing. Like, right? Even if it was a player I hated, it if you had dope shoes, I'd be like, all right, those look those look fire. But to me, so I don't want anybody cut. Co- not it's not the opinion of the KNS show as a whole or whatever. <laughs> me personally, I do not like the look of LeBron James shoes. Okay. Any of them? And none of them. Wow. Yeah. That's just me, not though. even,
0: like,
2: the eights. Nah, because they're, 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 too,
3: they're too bulky for me. He's, yeah, he is one, a big, bulky
2: generation? The sh- one? Nah,
3: not really. No, no. Yeah.
2: I, I like several LeBron models. Like, and I've hooped in them. I've made IDs in the whole nine yards. And I also like Jordan. Like, I go back and forth on my feelings toward LeBron. Like, I love them all the way in Cleveland. Obviously, the decision influenced my decision
0: and <laughs> opinion on
2: him. So, um, and at this point, I, I think... I like lebron more than i admit it i think i dislike lebron fans more than anything else so like mm. the moment i start to have this appreciation i'm like yeah go braun some stand just pulls me back you know and then i have to choose violence
3: <laughs> i have to choose violence i love it no but it's true though right and i think that's an interesting topic you bring up right and it's somewhat tied to sneaker right it is the culture and hype and whatever around whether it be an, a sneaker item a player, an event, or whatever. And it's just this need in this culture to be so definitive and exacting about everything in the moment that your opinion can't change or evolve over time. And it's like, yo, that's not how the world works, dummies. Like, I mean, if you if you, if you, you were just rooted in one thing the, the first time you ever saw it, like, you'd be fucked up and wrong about a lot of shit, right? Like, you just would be. Like, you have to allow yourself to be like, huh, maybe I was wrong about X. Like, and I'll, I'll be full up and transparent about it. When Braun first came out, I mean... On a hundred levels, it was mostly uh, envy, right? Not jealousy, because I could never be an elite six foot eight basketball player, like, right? It was just jealousy. It's like, who oh, the F was this young ass 18 year old making all this money, like, right? It was just that. It was just straight hate, right? I was a young man, all part of the hateration. Like, that's what it was strictly and purely about when he first came out. But as a mature adult, and be like, well, this is stupid. Like, this is, and I say this all the time. This is one of the three greatest basketball players who've ever played the game. Might be the greatest player of all time. Like, stop. Like, all that other shit is stupid, right? And so that's where I am. And you evolve. And I think, you know, tying it back to what's going on now, I don't know that Twitter and social media and whatever allows for that kind of evolution, right? It's like, nah, you said blah, 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 whatever. And it's just, okay, cool, man. I'm that good.
1: True. I mean, it's not even that. <laughs> you know how I feel about LeBron. It's whenever he says a certain statement or acts a certain way. I'm not gonna knock him. I, I've said this before on our show. Like when LeBron plays, and I've been fortunate enough to see him live, there is a light from the heavens that shines down on him. Like there's no, there's no cracks in the ceiling in Madison Square Garden. Let me tell you. But there was a light, and it's it's beautiful to watch. And I agree. And I think you know social media culture. And this kind of shit-talking culture really takes away from that. They're like, oh, man, LeBron, like, look at you, talk the big game. Like, look at you, you're out. Like, <laughs> you. And I'm like, all right, I know yeah. his knees are maybe a lot better than mine. We're the same age, so I'm not going to hate on him for basically, like, running the league on his own. Just like six things sometimes have that. Maybe people like you a little bit better. <laughs>
3: We're, we're, the extremists, we're, 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 we're,
2: the extremists yeah. bring, bring that out of me <laughs> so, where right, you, now, where, now, now i got a debate <laughs> now i gotta i gotta prove you wrong now i'm going full mj kobe mode but... <laughs> it,
3: it is so funny though right that that is what that it, it just brings that out and it's now gabby i do know what you're talking about the one thing and i, and I talked to our, our good friend jenna about this shout to the seven footers basketball podcast um I don't, I don't buy into the LeBron James propaganda. That I do not buy into at all. And I know when it's propaganda season, right? He does it all the time. Comes out right before the playoffs. I don't know if I'll ever be 100% ever in my career. It's like, all right, dog. Like, I get it. I get it, right? Or hashtag James Gang. Just a whole just a kid from Akron. I'm not supposed to be here. All right, I get it. I get it, right? Me personally, that's just because he's in the mythology point of his career now, right? It's all about legacy and, and making sure that the, the mythology is like, Ironclad. So he's just, you know, setting it all up, right, to make sure it's bulletproof. And I'm like, yo, you don't gotta sell me on that, dog. Like, that's for your acolytes and psycho fans. Like, no, 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 me, uh-uh, I ain't buying none of that shit. Like, let's just talk about what's happening on the court. You good money, as I said, you are on the Mount Rushmore with two dudes. It's you, it's MJ, and it's Kareem, and that's it, all right? Like, those are the three players who can lay claim to the greatest. Yes. Wow. And, and, and I know, and, and, <laughs> I know, my mom's making that face. And listen, you are a guest here, so I don't want to be disrespectful. I know where you're going, but that man, rest in peace, does not belong in that top three. He just doesn't. And it, there's no I basketball. On
1: one, there, 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 there,
3: there's no basketball anything that says he's up there. Nothing. But anyway, continue. <laughs> I choose I we
1: just I, a moment of silence right there, Gerard, for that.
3: Actually, <laughs> listen, sometimes I got to choose violence, too, you know? Like, I got to
2: just keep it 100 sometimes, you know?
1: Gerard.
2: <laughs> the uh, sad truth is kareem definitely deserves to be up there but the the more we evolve the less he'll be remembered oh, with, without, question. Will... without question
3: without question i agree with you mom and you know what i think we need to do we got to stop comparing across eras now. We're at that stage now where the game is so different now yeah. than it was, forget about when Kareem played it, than it was 15 years ago, much less 40 years ago. So we got to just, eras need to just stop. And it's just like, all right, man, forget all that crap. <laughs> like, from this point to this point, these were the dudes. From this point to this point, these were the dudes. Like, because it's, it's just too hard to compare across eras. And that's my TED Talk. Go Thank again. you for coming. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna agree with that, but uh, I'm gonna shift it back to sneakers. Following that one, um, I'm gonna throw in a little comment about you know how LeBron changes number.
3: It's <laughs> you know, all propaganda. Always
1: playoff, so he had to still be relevant. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, I got to clear my throat a little bit. Um, the hair is, you know, doing me a little bit dirty out here It's the dry I can't handle it. But uh, bringing it back to sneakers, you have a, an amazing podcast. I've been fortunate enough to be a guest on your show. Tell us about how that started as part of your overall sneaker journey.
2: Absolutely. So in 2017, uh, two of my boys, Kev, Buckeye City Soul, and Dan, One-Legged Lister, they started out the podcast, The Monday mid um shortly thereafter they brought in marcus polos and jays and uh they had asked me to be a guest so i just came on and did what we're doing now just talking about my story my love for kicks um and we just vibed we clicked they asked me to be part of it full time so we hit the road i went to like every sneaker con that year uh, linked up with uh, all these different secret personalities so we can have them on the show. Kais, uh, Cousteau, mm-hmm. Easy Buster, Tony, um, Tony DT Wild, um, Perfect Pair, everybody. So just became like, you know, eight, like you said, a secret journey networking and uh, putting myself out there and building up the show. It's been it's been a good run. I can't believe, you know, we're going on four years here, uh, past four years now. Shoot. And um, now it's great. I love been it man able to, to meet so many people link with people that you know ordinarily maybe you wouldn't have especially in light of this uh the virtual work from home COVID mm-hmm. pandemic like so
3: I love that man All the things. you, you so you, the part you're talking about is the culture right and community and people you meet in and around which you know Gabby and I talk about all the time like is I don't want to say missing it's still there if you know where to go and who to talk to and where to find it but the culture and the hype culture has changed so much of that portion of the sneaker game right now like how how do you feel about the sneaker game as it stands right now particularly as it relates to when you got to buy buy a product not when like you know we're fortunate enough to get seated sometimes or whatever when you got to go on your own and be like all right police prayer is coming out i want to get x
2: right so i think it's two-pronged right the sneaker game is at its heights it's it's as hot as it's ever been like sneakers are couture it it is everything it's a it's blended in every part of culture that you can think of um the sneaker culture community, that's at its lowest, right? a <laughs> zero sum pie right now, which it doesn't have to be, but that's just, just so happens to be the case, right? Community culture, like back in the day, I could be like, yo, can you help me out with this pair of kicks, right? And that, that would be it. You help me, I help you, you know, buy, sell, trade. Mm-hmm. Now it's everyone's a reseller. Everything's for profit. You know, it's like, oh, if I hit, I, yeah, I'll hook you up, but I'm going to upsell it. Like, right? maybe I'll give you fan price, but I'm still going to beat you over the head. It's very, very seldom, and, uh, and I'm fortunate. Like I've got a, a tight core group um, that will help one another out, you know, here and there. But for the most part, it's not like what it used to be. You know? that part is sadly missing. Yeah, man. I don't
1: know. I mean, it's it's tough at home, and I think you know. I mentioned I'm in Vegas, right? And we've been talking about my team. And they're like, hope oh, you stop by the OBO store in Vegas or Urban Necessities. Like, let us know. And just even the thought about going back to that it's like now that things are opening up again and it's like what is this new normal and where do we go from here so how do you see sneaker stores adjusting and adapting to this kind of new peak of sneaker culture and hype
2: um so you mentioned like urban like i think they stand to do very very well in this environment because there are they're the ability to, to to be transactional right to have um consignment and, and have so many consigners from all over the country sending them shoes obviously the foot traffic uh jc's one of the homies uh we're actually from the same hometown he's been on the show a few times um like what he's built there is just absolutely amazing right and the levels to it uh, so i think that kith um do mm-hmm. a few other other spots that come to mind like they stand to do really really well as long as this wave continues uh, the brick and mortar, so you think of foot Locker, uh, RIP Foot Action, pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, mom and pop, yeah, like those are the ones that are gonna suffer. Their business model is not sustainable in the current environment.
3: Yeah, man. I mean, and that's sort of the, that's that's capitalism, though, right? Like it literally is this cannibal cannibalistic <laughs> environment where. You the way you survive is by eating your competition and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. That's just that's that's the way it works. You know, we talked about something last week and I want to know your thoughts on this. You know, everything we have now pretty much in society and not just sneakers, whether it be ride sharing or or workout, whatever it may be, is a PM PM model. Right. Per member, per month, subscription based. That is where everything is pretty much right now. And, uh, you know, there's KY, uh, KYX, KYX World who does that, right? The subscription-based model where it's, I think the low end is like maybe 50 bucks a month and the high end is like four or 500 And, you know, you get X amount of shoes every month based on styles, whatever. You don't get to keep them. You get to rock them for the month, return them, and then next month you get your new box. Like, what do you think about that model in sneakers?
2: Um, I think for those who are in it, for the fashion, in it for the hype, mm-hmm. like, that model works well like for me i'm not sending anything back (laughs) good luck my credit card would get hit that very first month i got something that ain't it ain't going back to you um but i've said on our show several times that a subscription model which locked in a certain tier of sneaker would be very beneficial to the collector it would get away with some of the bots and some of the you know the BS that that goes on on mm-hmm. on weekdays and Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that has some legs to stand on. I think the subscription, where you know you got to send it back. For mm-hmm. me personally, mm-hmm. and for like the people that I rock with who want to actually keep their shoes, mm-hmm. that's a turnoff. Yeah. Um. Not to say it can't work, mm-hmm. right?
3: Yeah. Because there's oh, people yeah. who
2: rent shoes, they rent cars, exotic cars, the whole nine yards. So I think there's a space for it, and I would even be like a silent partner for something like that. <laughs> but it's not something that i would personally yeah. subscribe to
3: i think you're right though that because th- there's there's the floss culture right like there's plenty of people who want to stunt on instagram so they will happily like and what's the truth behind it if i don't know you i don't actually know if you own any of the things you post up there nor one do i care is, the, is this is the real important part but you don't care about it it's just about them getting enough engagements likes and whatever they need to get to validate right. whatever it is that they're
2: doing and it works What a time, you guys. <laughs> what a time! People rent wedding dresses, like yeah. You know what I'm i saying. Saying. people borrow stuff all the time. So, if you build it, they'll come.
3: You, you're right about that. I'm with you though. Like for me, it's like if, if they're kicks that I want, I want them because I want to wear them. I don't want them to have them for like two weeks and they'll be like, all right, man, here you go. Like no, they're they're for me. <laughs>
2: right. Oh man! You drag it across the lawn. So they <laughs> take the shoes from me. Like nah no, it's not happening. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, man. It's wild. What, okay. a, what a time we live in, though, seriously. Anyway, folks, um, God, we, we're getting into so many interesting things here with our guy Maul, But stay tuned because coming up next is America's Favorite Segment, Shoe and Tell, presented by Another Lane, the premier digital marketplace for Dope Kicks. And I'm sure he's going to have some special fire for you guys. Stay tuned. What's good, everybody? We are back, and you know what time it is. America's Favorite Segment, Shoe and Tell, presented by... Anotherlane.com, the premier digital marketplace for dope kicks. Uh, you know, guys, I don't know why you're not all already on Otherlane.com. Get yourselves over there. Talk to our friends, Chad and Adina. I mean, listen, get, if you really, like, just spend any amount of time, five minutes with Chad, a.k.a. Sneaker Galactus, will change your life. That man knows so much about sneakers, it's not even funny. Five minutes is all you need. Talk, take Talk for an hour. You might... That's like a master class. You'll, you'll learn so much you never thought you even knew ab- about sneakers. Anyway, Maul, this is your segment, my guy. What are you going to show us?
2: Uh, let's see. Well, first and foremost, shout out to another lane. Shout out to to Chad and Adina, of uh, homies right there. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to start with Kobe, since you want the Kobe bash. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to start with, with Kobe's, which, you know, for me, it's really hard to choose. Like Kobe's are really a, in some way, shape, or form have been a, a big part of like every monumental milestone in my life, all the way down to my kids being born. Um, coincidentally enough, I brought Kobe's both of those times. But <laughs> I'm gonna go with a classic here. This is the the OG, the Grinch. Kobe Grinch. We yeah. everyone Ajita, you know, uh last last Christmas and whatnot. I do have the Pro but this is the original. Still holding up. Still holding it up. Looks great, man. Uh, so of course, I had to go with the crimson laces.
3: Oh, always, and by the way, no, listen, Kobe's a great player. I don't want people to be like yeah, he is
2: he's he was nice like that. Don't oh, don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're know, like he can't even he can't even lace Kareem sneakers. <laughs> see, like, oh, wow. You see, I didn't say all that. I didn't say all that. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> I just said there's levels to it. That's all. <laughs> listen. If Kobe's not on that level, I don't want to be. I want to talk hoops. Um, <laughs> I,
3: I, we could we we can have a uh, whole other conversation about hoops. <laughs> yeah,
2: next pair is mm. the Curry One surprise okay. party. So um, this is a player edition. This is Steph's Ooh. shoe, his actual shoe. Uh, I got looked out on this pair. He wore these during a the commercial. And one of the homies from from UA looked out for me. Nice. Uh, so this is not like the the release that came out, uh, not the proro right. or rather the, the retro that came out in China, not the original. These are. I love it. Samples with the insoles and everything. That's so, dope. These sit in a case. You know what I'm saying? I can't wear these. Obviously, like I said, not my size. <laughs> size 12 and a half. So uh, they just sit in a case. You know what I'm saying? On display. I like it but though. have to show
3: these off. That might be the first curry uh, that we that we've ever been shown on the show. Oh, for like real? Them. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. think The right. reason not wear your
3: kicks. I like that. That I can get. Of course. They're not your size, and they're a PE. Yes. That's always a good reason. It's not wear them.
2: he wore them. I got I got a handwritten note and everything. So like again, very special pair. Um, well, since not a lot of people show curries, then I'll back up. I'll show it, you know with another one. We'll go back to back. Mm. <laughs> so uh, another sample pair. This is not released as part of the All Star. Um, 2019 in mm-hmm. charlotte yep the the whole windbreaker so mm-hmm. coming like coming home for him while. yep
3: mm-hmm.
2: yes sir yeah insoles is, is glued in pretty well but if everyone uh if they think back to to dell i think that was at the all-star game mm-hmm. and he had the the charlotte colored yep. uh, jacket on mm-hmm. so that's the theme behind this Yep. right so a little nostalgia there for him and the family
3: everyone's seen that photo little, little young cute steph curry got his little windbreaker <laughs> on it's it's, it's it's kind of fresh exactly right? it's
2: real nice yep <laughs> that's the pair so that's the whole theme behind it it's got the little little zipper in the back um so really really dope there so that's my favorite one of my favorite point guards in the league we're gonna go to one of my other favorite point guards in the league and that's none other than jersey's own oh, man i mean he, 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 he's nice with it <laughs> so um you know much love to kai get get well soon yes sir you know what i'm saying that was a nasty fall yesterday I got my feelings on that, but I'll, I'll, I'll keep it to a minimum.
3: <laughs> no, tell me. It, it was dirty, huh? You, you thought Jan's kind of undercut him a little bit, huh?
2: He had no reason to be there. He, why are you boxing somebody out in midair? Uh, listen, so why are you in someone's uh, landing space? I have no, no argument here. So, Not arguing. <laughs> dirty? I don't know. I, I can't speak for intent. Right. But I do know it was avoidable. Right.
3: There's no <laughs> need for that. Right. Yeah. Correct.
2: Yeah. So, that's my feelings. He's going to be out a minute. That I've I've done that many a time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I know the pain. I know the struggle, mm. and I know the recovery time. Mm-hmm. And even with treatment and everything else that the league has, yeah, that's gonna it's be gonna a be, minute. Gonna be a little while, <laughs> yeah, so, yep. yep. Be hard to step it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these are one of one custom, done with my homie Andrew Lewis. So Andrew TL on the gram, he's done shoes for a lot of NBA players, uh, most notably uh, Langston Galloway. So he's done a lot of pairs for him. I think the twenty nineteen season. Every pair that Langston had was a custom by him. Uh, so he and I designed these. These are all different Kyrie 1 uh, colorways that released and samples. Love so it. This makes it really, really unique. Um, these, these are worn. These go worn quite a bit. Um, but yeah, one of one there. Uh, and then my other Kyrie that I'll show is another sample. Mm. This is a, uh, a taco yep. player edition. Yep. Um, this one is special because uh, there was a pe rock by karis lavert but it wasn't this one um not even 100 percent sure if kai still has this uh but this is all 3m so gabby as you know and, and, and dorado as you know like you can't have anything that's shiny on the court right for photography purposes and and whatnot so um this pair was never and cannot be worn on court but this was the sample player edition pair i love it man original release of the taco so Yep. yep. sample GR.
3: Listen, the the Kyrie is such the Kyrie silhouette is extremely popular and people who love sneakers love it's it's so it's consistent. You know what you're getting. Like it's, I, I like the shoe myself. It's just a nice, nice shoe. Like those man.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> I had to support, you know, Kai from from the jump, man. That's jersey right there. So um <laughs> even though, you know, he's a Duke Blue Devil. <laughs> he doesn't really mix, um you know, he, he never played Carolina. That's my defense. That's <laughs> um, true. It's true. <laughs> but the only two Duke players that I've, I've ever had love for like that would be uh, Jason Williams the mm-hmm. ESPN now. Mm-hmm. Go, Go Falcon, St. Joe's, the mm-hmm. mater. Right. Oh, is that where you went? Um, yes, sir. Okay, okay. And, uh, and Kyrie. Nice. You know? Look at you.
3: St. Joseph Metuchen. Oh, my God. I Yeah, I knew a lot of kids that went there. Nice, yes, man. Look at that. And Kyrie, you know, this dude talk about an artist man like the hand I mean the handles are just sick but it's also just like his knowledge of the game right his finishing ability the off the opposite leg like I'm like dude like why like you know people talk about like dudes that go in their bag that dude's bag is like ridiculous what he what he pulls out right like and when you when you see him in contrast to other other players I ain't gonna name no names and put anybody on blast and their lack of skill right it's just so like man this dude is special boy like he really he can really do it. Um, so anyway, yes, as you mentioned earlier, uh, speedy recoveries to uh, Kai. Hopes he, get, hopes he gets better soon, and the Nets are still playing. Well, folks, that was another rousing edition of Shoe and Tell, America's Favorite Segment. Maul, that was dope, man. Thank you. Tell the people where you they sure. can find you.
2: So you can find me on all forms of social media, IG, TikTok, Twitter, uh, at Molly Maul. You can catch me every Monday. Eastern Standard Time Live on the Monday midsole on YouTube. Uh, I have my own YouTube channel as well, Molly Mall. so go check it out.
3: I love it, man. And yes. folks, that was another episode of the Kicks and Shit Show. You know where to find us. We're part of that Count the Dings family. So it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube. You know, we're on the docket with Woke Bros, with Crazy Sexy Cool, with Growing Up the Same, with the Rap Names Podcast, all those, and us. And you know where to find us. Gabby and I at Kicks and Shit Show on all social media platforms, not TikTok, because she won't let us. Until next time, peace.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why are you going to get me dirty like that? Every time.